And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Harry Bartell stars in a tale of high adventure, on Escape from 1951, but it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song, and my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous, and I'm going to have some help. Right? That's right. So I'm ready to introduce my very special guest in studio with us live. We have Barry Edwards. So Barry, the Barry, the Barry Edwards. Edwards, and if you don't know him, let me get you up to speed. All right. So Barry Edwards is a former CBS newsman, yep. former disc jockey. We yep. can learn a few things. Entertainment director for Dick Clark's American Bandstand, and now an executive producer and my best buddy. Holy so he is here Tito. with us today. Barry. How I are you? Good, man. How you doing? We are here to learn from the master. All right. Been I'm ready. Been listening to you guys since I was a kid. Really? Wow. Listen to that. <laughs> no, listen to those. Listen to that uh, mellifluous voice there. I love it. <laughs> man, Barry, speak some more, please. Well, it's such a pleasure to be in person with you instead of just listening to you at my home. Yeah. Oh, wow. And to find out what people look like on radio. Yeah. Well, well, what do you think? Lisa definitely has a face for radio. <laughs> what do you think? think? You both have a face for radio. Yes. <laughs> That's Especially for sure. Lisa. Especially Carl. <laughs> well, exactly we right, feel right. lucky to have you here with yes, us. We do. And we're thrilled that you're going to play. And so this can I is... just say one thing? Uh, sure. <laughs> Se- seriously, Barry, I have listened to you for years on the radio. Well, that's, thank you years so much. And you years know, and years. I did too, and I didn't even know it was you until yeah. I met you. Yeah. So... Um, we're we're thrilled to yeah. have you with us. It's a real honor. It really is. And um, here's the thing. Okay. I thought in light of the fact that we have our special guest, I chose great performances on American Bandstand oh. for our Real or Ridiculous wow. segment. So, well, you know, know your I have, audience. I don't have a chance then. That's probably true. But these are statements that are very esoteric, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Here's the first song. Mr. Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> These are actual performances on American Bandstand. Okay, here's your statement. Aretha Franklin made Great Balls of Fire the title track to her 1979 album. Is that real or ridiculous? I'm starting with you, Barry. Well, Aretha Franklin is soul mother of soul did a lot of wonderful music that is true 
So I would say true. Is that so real? real? It's real. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with Barry, and I'm going to say ridiculous. All right. The correct answer is ridiculous. Oh, But Barry. let me play a clip for you, and you'll see who actually did that. See, Lisa's very tricky. Yeah. can't. Listen. That's you recognize the, that's that? Dolly Parton. And that would be Dolly Parton. That's the title track wow. to her 1979 album. All listen, right, so. Listen to her for a second. Great. Balls of fun. She's good at everything. All right, so Barry, this is unfortunately for you. And this is for me. I like that song. Isn't that such a different take on the song? Great balls of fire. All right. All right. Here is the next song. Yeah. So this is 1964, the Beach Boys singing Don't Worry Baby. Okay. All right. Here is your statement. Yes. Carl, Paul Simon sang this at the Tribute to Brian Wilson concert in 2001. I'll say ridiculous. Ridiculous? What do you think, Barry? I will agree with Carl. All right, let's listen and see who it is. Do you recognize that voice? It's not Paul Simon, so you're both right. right. Who is that? See if you can figure it out. You know him. I like his voice, whoever it is. You know, do you recognize it? No. That's Billy Joel. Oh, wow. Billy Joel. All right, so Barry, this is for us. Both on the same page on that one. All right. Hey, if I get all these right, you know, I get a pizza, right? I know Lisa? you do. If I get them all right, Barry, I get a pizza. This is our bet. You know, betting is illegal, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Even a pizza? Even a pizza. All right. All right. Here's the next song. The combination of their first name's initials makes up the name of the group. We're going to be talking with them in a half a second. Ladies and gentlemen, please greet from Stockholm, Sweden, Abba. Is that uh, Dick Clark? Yep. Yeah, sure I is. So. Sure is. This is 1975, ABBA singing SOS. Where are those happy days they Great tune. I know. So bringing back some memories for you, Barry? Studio 54. There you go. All right, so here's your statement. Okay. Barry, you're first. Here it is. This is the only top 20 hit in history in which the title of the song and the name of the artist are both palindromes. Do you know what a palindrome is? So they spell the same thing forward and backward. Wow. SOS ABBA. Is this the only top 20 hit in history in which the title of the song and name of the artist are both palindromes? What do you think, Barry? Real or ridiculous? I think it's ridiculous. I think it's real. It's real. Oh, it's oh, real. No. Darn it. Here's for Barry. Oh, no, Carl. Sorry, Barry. Oh, my. Here's for me. Oh, no, Carl. <laughs> if I get one more right, right? Four or five? I'm sweating. One. Oh, There's one more. I get a pizza if I get this right, Barry. I'm going to have to get rid of all my vinyl records now. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. All right, here's the last song. Okay. This song may very well be song of the year this that year. That was Kenny Rogers. You'll help me welcome Miss Kim Carnes with Betty Davis Eyes. 
I have a pizza on the line here. 1981, Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. Intro by Kenny Rogers. Great song. Your hair is hollow gold. These are all actual wow. performances so on American Bandstand. Her hands are never cold. She's got Betty Davis eyes. Who's who's up? Um, what's you the, are. What's the what's here? The, it is. Here's yeah. your statement. Yeah. After this song became a hit, yeah. Betty Davis wrote letters to Kim Carnes to say she was a fan of the song and thanked her for it. What? Well, I don't wow. know. Wow. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous, but Lisa's very tricky. You have to understand. So, I'm gonna say real. And I'm going to agree. All right, what do you think? It's real. Oh, yes. A <laughs> it's pizza. real. It's absolutely real. I want a pizza. <laughs> it's real. I, <laughs> you did win a pizza. Betty Davis side. But most importantly, you guys were great players, and I'll you did say. a great job, and we had some great tunes here from American Great having you on the show, Barry. Yep. Dick Clark and American Bandstand, part of my life that yes. I'll never forget. By the way, Carl yes. and Lisa, can you name me one person that's very, very famous that never appeared on American Bandstand? Elvis Presley. Exactly right. Eh? Am I on a roll oh, or what? You, are. I'm like, you know what? I'm on a roll. I'm like butter. No, I think you're on a bagel. She's <laughs> <laughs> a matzah. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. When we come back, Thank it's you, Barry. escape. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, time for Escape. You know, Suspense was a very popular show on CBS, and they're like, hey, let's just create a sister program to it. So they did. They created Escape, which was all about high adventure and mystery. And we have uh, an Escape episode for you now called The Island from July 11th, 1951. This stars Harry Bartell. You'll also hear William Conrad in this. I think William Conrad was in like every episode we played on this uh, on this yeah. show. Here we go. Part one now of Escape. You, finding life rather dull, dreaming again of exotic places, wishing you were somewhere else. We offer you Escape. Escape with us now to the most evil city in the Orient and the story of a beautiful but unscrupulous woman who ruled it as Herb Purdom tells it in his exciting story, Macau. The streets are dark. It's raining on my hair, my good dress. All very unimportant now. I only know it's a good night to die. Where do you begin a story like mine? I think it began when the devil gathered the filth and evil of the world. 
He shaped it into a city and placed it on the south coast of China. He named it Macau. <laughs> and because the devil enjoys a bad joke, he made me queen of Macau's rottenness. And worse, he made me like it. Maybe you've wanted something. Wanted something so bad you'd kill to get it. I did. I wanted a city, this city. I wanted to own every grimy cafe and waterfront dive in it. I did get some of it, a lot of it. But the more I got, the more I wanted. And I nearly got it too. Then six days ago, things began to go wrong. It was at the harbor front one afternoon. Out of my way, you scabby bums. Out of my way before I take disinfectant to you. <laughs> That's right, you stinking rabble. Make room. Make Good oh. afternoon, Mrs. Rawls. Let go of my arm, Marza. Did you want something on the docks? Your men have been operating in the city. Your province is on the water, Marsic. You're out of line. So there's plenty left for you? I see. All right, Marsic. And don't forget that on the docks, I'm king. Yeah? Well, long live the king, only don't bet on it. Goodbye, Marsick. Hey, wait. Uh, there's no reason for us to fight. I'll do anything. Goodbye, any... Marsick. Yeah, of course, only if I offended you, Mrs. Rawls. I'm sorry. We could be friends. I'm on your side. You just be sure you're on my side. Well, lady, that man bothering you? What? If you're unhappy with the way that big character's heart acts, maybe I can help. His heart? Sure, sure. It just keeps beating and beating. It needs a rest. Oh? Who are you? Johnny Hook. Oh, don't bother to introduce yourself. Everyone in Macau knows Mrs. Connie Rawls. Then you should know I need no help. I have pretty good references. A fellow named Vic Rawls once wrote me I had a job here if I wanted to claim it. You... You knew my husband? Yeah. Yeah, we were bunkmates in the AVG. Did a little smuggling together once. I heard he was killed. Two years ago. Where have you been? I just finished a hitch with Lu Chan. The guerrilla leader? Yeah. The one they call the White Tiger? <laughs> well, the commies call him worse than that. Mao would hock his hammer and sickle to see old Lu Chan hanging by his heel. I know. Lu Chan's guerrilla army is still holding nearly half of southern China. That's right. Look, my headquarters, the Red Angel, is near here. We can talk there. Swell. Perhaps. If you're what you say, you may have a job. If not, well, at least you'll have a chance to taste Willie's punch of the devil. It's good. And you add a jigger and a half of cognac and a dash of bitters. Then take a lemon, twist and rub it gently. That, that, that's very important. You rub it gentle around the rim of each glass. See, most guys toss the twist into the drink, but that way, you know, it's too strong. All you want is just the stink of the lemon. <laughs> yeah. Here you are. You wrap a tongue around a punch of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Willie. I don't know about the drink, but your monologue will do. Hey, that's all right. I told you. Well, dummy, what are you waiting for, a medal? Get out. Get down to the bar. Sure, Mr. Ross, sure. You know, that's what I like, a dame with sentiment. 
Why didn't you just kick him in the stomach and be done with it? He's used to me. I'll bet he is. You know, you're pretty, you're smart. I can see why Vic married you. But how do you run a setup like this? Vic spoke Cantonese. He knew the people. You? It isn't necessary. All brain work, huh? Well, honey, you gotta be human, too. You gotta understand feelings. Like this one, for instance. There. Is that all? No. No, I'm liable to kiss you again. Fusang. What? Well, sliding panels. Who's the Chinese gun toter? The name is Fusang, foolish one. Huh? You look a little old to be playing games. Honey, aren't you being a little melodramatic over a kiss? Shut up. Oh, now, look. Shut up. You think you're tough, Johnny Hook. Too tough to obey a woman. Well, Fusang, teach Casanova the penalty for misjudging me. Oh, now, hold up, sister. All I did... You! Give him another one, Fusang. I don't want him to make a mistake about me again. As you wish. <laughs> I think he's softening, Fusang. Pull his head back. He's dripping blood on my rug. <clears throat> All right, Johnny, you're not out. Let's talk a little. What's your name? Johnny Hook. The real one. John Butterfield. We'll call you Hook. You say you knew Vic. Describe him. Tall, dark-haired. He had a scar over his right eye. How'd he talk? Drawled. He was a Texan. You wanted any place? No. Ever kill a man? Sure, in the war. Who didn't? Otherwise? A couple. Look, what's with all the talk? Why'd you quit Luchan? Luchan? You fought for the white tiger? Sure. Sure, but my salary started coming in the form of promises. I like to get paid for my work. So? That is the economic necessity of life. But you must tell me of Louis Chan sometime. Later, Fusang. Johnny, you uh, wanted to know how I run this setup. Well, Fusang handles the Orientals. He speaks a dozen dialects. Go on. As a rule, I don't hire white men. I can't be trusted. Maybe I'm an exception. Maybe. We'll see. Your first job will be on a man named Peter Marsick. I want six of his boats destroyed tonight. You'll be supplied with bombs and a fast speedboat. While I talked, I watched. I knew from watching him take Fu Sung's blows that Johnny was tough. I hoped he was tough enough, for I was lining him up for the world's most dangerous murder. <laughs> Dark, little one. We can still see Johnny's boat ahead. You take quite an interest in him. Would you like some gum? No. It is good gum, made in your country. Chewing gum quiets your nerves. There's nothing wrong with my nerves. Pull into this cove. We can watch from here. Yes. He is ready to make his run. I hope all goes well. Yeah. Shall I mount the machine gun in the rear? If he's pursued too closely, I can discourage them from here as they pass. Perhaps you'd better. But if it's the police, don't shoot. Of course. He started his run. The gun will be ready in a moment. He's at the line of boats. There they blow. An unfortunate waste of good boats, little one. I want to be sure Marsick never challenges me again. This'll stop him. Indeed it will. Those boats cost Marsic a fortune. There. The gun only needs loading. Here comes Johnny. 
He's got his boat wide open. Behind him, it is clear. No, little one, look. A police cruiser. Police? Stop them. But little one, you know we must not fire on Stop the police. Stop that cruiser. The men are forward. Try for the engines aft. No, little one, this is insane. Stop that cruiser or I'll ram it. Very well. did it. They're on fire. They're jumping. Please, little one, let us go. Yeah. All for that stranger. You are a fool. Shut up, Fusung. I run this thing. You are angry, little one. We will discuss it later. Ah, no more disaster. I'm out of gum. You just started a new stick. It is unfortunate, but I swallowed it. Hi, Connie. Everything quiet? Come in, Johnny. Well, honey, my six boats are matchwood now. Mrs. Rawls. Uh, Mrs. Rawls... I got away clean, but someone did a devil of a lot of shooting behind me. You idiot, you forced us to sink a police cruiser. I forced you? You mean that it was you behind me? Fu Sung and I. You're not with Lu Chan fighting the communists now, Johnny. Fights cost me money. Oh, how? The cops. Well, they won't be able to prove anything, but that's because I dumped a machine gun worth $600. I'll steal your new one. Forget it. You did a good job on the boats. Thanks. Little one... Inspector Kaiwan, downstairs in the club. Thanks, I'll be down. Johnny, you better get out of here and stay out for a day or so. Use the back stairs. Right. Oh, and Connie, uh, Mrs. Rawls. Yeah? Thanks. For what? My life. It's not much, but I like it. You know, if I can keep you around, I may die a natural death yet. It's very dramatic music there. Well, you are dramatic. Gosh, did you hear that? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> These shows, I mean, that was a live orchestra there. That's not some canned music. Escape the Island, July 11th, 1951. We'll get back to that. Harry Bartell, I'll never forget. I had dinner with him. Such a nice man. What a great guy. He was in so many of these radio shows. We'll get back to Escape in a moment. Enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes. Become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. A little earlier, I asked our listeners to go to the Mies Meals website, M-E-E-Z Meals.com. Check out all the amazing things. Every single week, Lisa, Mies Meals puts up like 10 new dinner items. They also have amazing desserts, too. And folks, they will ship these amazing dinners right to your home in about 95% of the country. They've got it dialed in. They know exactly how to do it. You get the meals. They're all prepped, ready to go, chopped, sliced, cleaned. You cook them in about 15 minutes. They're on your table. Gourmet food. We have been getting Mies Meals, Lisa, Mike, and I. I'm talking about bubble bath in there. Every single week for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years now? Yeah. And I was telling our guests in the studio, and they even said, boy, what a what a uh, uh, an endorsement for Mies Meals. This was not on the air. I was talking about how I have never had a meal that I didn't love from Mies Meals. It's so true. But, you know, I think it's even everything you said, but it's even more than that. Because what I feel is when you make dinner at home and you incorporate your family, I can make it with my daughter, and it's something that we do together, it becomes a really special time that we come together, make a meal together, and sit down and actually have dinner together as a family. And that is the magic of Mies yeah, Meals. Yeah, no. And, and it they, really brings families together. And this company's been around a long time. They, they are the best at what they do. If you have, folks, if you have not tried Mies Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals.com, you really are missing out because you're going to love them. And they have a special offer for our Hollywood 360 listeners. If you use the promo code CARL at checkout, you save 50% on your meal. So go there, try them out, put Mies Meals in at checkout. I mean, put CARL at checkout, and you will get 50% off. It's Off of your first order. Yeah, first order. But, so let me see. If you guys actually went to the menu and checked it out, I will tell you what we actually ordered. Mm-hmm. So... As Carl mentioned, he's a chicken kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. So Carl is going to be getting balsamic glaze chicken caprese pasta. I've had that, and it's so it looks, good. I mean, it's chicken, fresh mozzarella, yeah. sweet grape tomatoes, balsamic glaze. Doesn't that sound great? And uh, penne pasta. Yeah. It sounds great, but mine sounds pretty darn great. Yours it is, is some kind of a vegetable thing. Definitely. It's a sweet and sour tofu over sesame noodles. Mm-hmm. So I uh, can see you eating that. Yeah. And it's got um, tofu and pineapple and spices and soy sauce, yeah, brown sugar. sounds great. Put it all together. It is a Lisa meal. And Mike got meat. No, he didn't. He, he didn't? chose, I uh, will tell Different you. Different route today. No, he's oh. being uh, very, very adventuresome. He's going with shrimp tostadas. So um, it's seasoned black beans, sautéed shrimp, salsa, and a delicious cream sauce. It's sort of a Mexican shrimp dish. Mm. So uh, the picture, you can look at the picture. You can see all the ingredients. It has a snap card which tells you all of the ingredients and how to prepare it. So all of the information is there. Yep. Check it out, folks. Mies Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals.com. What better offer can you have than... Being a Hollywood 360 listener, you get 50% off the first time you order. Use promo code CARL, and you will love it. All right. I'm loving Escape. Also, good mystery called The Island, starring Harry Bartell along with William Conrad and Edgar Barrier. This is from July 11th, 1951. Here's the conclusion to Escape. I gave Johnny three minutes. 
and I went down to the nightclub. The Red Angel wasn't only a good front, it was something else. Something special, just for me. It was smoky enough for a five-alarm fire, and the combined smell of liquor, perfume, and unwashed bodies was enough to make a buzzard back off. But to me, the Red Angel had never lost its fascination. I wouldn't have traded it for heaven. Mrs. Rose, Inspector Kaiwan. We've met on many occasions. Yes, indeed. The number of our meetings has not dulled my enjoyment of your beauty, madam. Uh, yeah. A drink? Thank you. No. It is my sad duty to try and discover proof of your activities last night. Yes. If you were I, would you use trickery or <laughs> threats? <laughs> Fusang has given me your alibi. Your boats, of course, have been prepared for our visit. Is that all? I would like to chat for a while. Perhaps I can trick you. You've heard your visit. Unless you bring a charge against me, get out. Cops give the place a bad smell. Is it possible? Nevertheless, a year ago, you were more cautious with me, madam. You have given me hope at last. Hope? What hope? The most powerful drug in the world is power. The addict destroys himself. And you, madam, have become an addict. Good night. fascinated by the smell of evil. Even when I was a little girl, I used to pretend my dolls were... <laughs> well, no matter. Let's say I was bad to begin with. The only wages I wanted to earn were the wages of sin. Above all, I wanted to be bad in a big way. And in Macau, 6,000 miles from my hometown, I made it. That's only me, Mrs. Rawls. Willie. Well, come on in, dummy. Don't stand there. Yes, ma'am. Two drinks, Willie, and make them good. You oughtn't to talk like that to me, Mrs. Ross. Call me a dummy. That isn't very nice. Oh, shut up. Just mix the drinks and turn on that blasted fan before I suffocate. Yes, ma'am. I'm uh, going to leave you, Mrs. Ross. I'm going home. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, the drinks, Willie. Dream about home tomorrow. I will. That's when I'm gone. I saved my money. Uh, yes. Uh, see? It's all in this wallet. I'm going home after ten years. Well, you really do have the money. Yes, ma'am. I'll make the drinks. Do that. Evening, Connie. Oh, hi, Willie. How's the drinking business? Oh, people still doing it. They always do it. I'm going home, Johnny. Tomorrow. Really? Uh, Willie! I'm home after... Willie, Johnny's not interested. Get out. Sure, Mrs. Ross. Sure. What are you trying to prove, Connie? What do you mean? Kicking that poor guy around. Does it make you feel good? He's a dummy. He doesn't care. Help yourself to the drinks and hand me one. I'll call down and make amends to Willie. Yeah, you do that. Here you are. Thanks. Fusang? Willie's on his way down. Give him the night off and tell him the drinks are on me. Yeah, champagne. And listen, he's carrying a bankroll. See that he doesn't have it in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Oh, and that champagne. Make it the cheap kind. So Willie doesn't get home after all. He's a good bartender when he's sober. And I like these. Well, that's a good reason to bust a man's drink. Inspector Kaiwan has dropped his investigation. He knows it's you. He can't touch me. I'm too big. Yeah, yeah, you're too big. But it's nothing to what it will be. And you too, Johnny. If you can bear the way I treat my bartender. No, I'm a louse already. I may as well go all the way. A quarter of a million dollars? What? Help you make the trip? Quarter? Hey, how many of those drinks have you had? You want in? Do I want to breathe? It's a big order. Dangerous job. So was the war, only it didn't pay so well. Go on. Mao's communists are taking over in China. I'm going to help them for a quarter of a million dollars. And? And? Macau. Macau? You mean the whole city? The whole city. Well, well, I give you credit, baby. You go nuts in a big way. I've made the deal. All right, break it down for me. It's very simple. You'll assassinate the guerrilla leader, Lu Chan. Johnny's face was the color of blue cheese as he stared at me. But I knew the power of money over men like him. That quarter of a million would buy better scruples than his. And in case he needed extra encouragement, I gave him an additional promise and a kiss. We both liked it. Oh, baby, baby. Johnny, again... You love me? Yes. Yes, I do. Johnny? Hmm? You'll do the job? Sure, sure. I'll start making plans right away. Good. Keep in mind what you're working for. A quarter of a million dollars. Me. Now drink your drink, honey. The ice is melting. Eight, nine, ten. Your play, little one. I should stop now. I never win against you, Fusung. Uh, four of diamonds. Mrs. Ross, you got to give it back to me. You, you stole my money. It ain't right. Give it back. Now, Willie, don't blame me if you got drunk and were rolled. Please, please. I, I saved for ten years to get that money. Jack of hearts to you, Fusung. Give it back to me or I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. See, I got a gun. Don't be a fool, Willie. She is right, Willie. Don't be a fool. There are at least 200 men who would make sure you never left Macau alive. They would get you in an alley, in the street, somewhere. You know they would. All I want is my money. Maybe I'll tell the police. Who's your next of kin, Willie? But my next of kin? Your health is getting bad. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I, I, I want to blab the police. I, I, I was just kidding. I was sure you were. Get out of here, Willie, and leave the gun. Sure. Sure, Mrs. Ross, sure. Here. Ah, dummy. Got a salary $10 for Sung. He saves too much. Three to you. Gin. Gin! I have the devil's own luck. <laughs> I guess I just don't live right. That's nice, Frankie. Little one, 
It's been a good night. The money flowed in. Good. Tell Willie to make me a drink. Go on, Frankie. Good evening, Mrs. Rawls. It is indeed a lovely melody. No, hello, Inspector. Slumming? Slumming? I do not believe I understand this word. Forget it. Play some more, Frankie. I... I brought you word that I thought might distress you. Peter Masek committed suicide an hour ago. So? So it is considered humane to be sad when an acquaintance meets violent end. Especially when I'm supposed to have blown up his boats and driven him to it, huh? Get out of here, Brassett. As you wish. You seem to hold my work in great disfavor. Look, Inspector Carwan, I don't like cops, and I don't like you. So do me a favor and stay away from me. Good night, Mrs. Rawls. Oh, good evening, Mr. Hook, I believe. Yeah. Good evening, Inspector. Um, uh, Kaiwan, I believe. Kaiwan. Hi, Connie. That's a nice tune. What is it? Softly as a morning sunrise. My favorite. Thanks, Frankie. Come on over to the bar, Johnny. I've got a drink waiting. Here's your drink, Mrs. Rawls. Willie, fix me one, will you? I need it. Sure. Well, Johnny, figured out your plan? Yeah. Well? Oh, don't mind Willie there. Tell me. I figured out a way to kill Lu Chun, but I'm not going to do it. Say that again. You heard right, Connie. I'm out of the deal. Yeah, Johnny. Thanks, Willie. Oh, boy, you're still as good as ever. Thank you. Glad you like it. Johnny Hook, you're not backing out of this deal. I'm already out. Oh, look, Connie, you had me tabbed right, I guess. For that kind of money, I'd kill a man. But not if it means the end of what a lot of guys I knew died for. Died for? This will mean more power for us than we ever dreamed of. I don't dream. I have nightmares. How about you and I, Johnny? Doesn't that count at all? I told you once, Connie. Sometimes it isn't just brain work. You have to understand the way people feel. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't know what I'm talking about. Johnny! Johnny! You stupid, sentimental fool. You're forcing me to... Another drink, Mrs. Ross? No, I'm going upstairs. Clean up and lock up. And if you drink any of the liquor, pay for it. just finished. Would you care for some gin rummy? Johnny Hook has just betrayed us. He just left. You know what to do. Johnny? But how? Never mind how. Pass the order along. You know what you are doing. Once I give that order, he is a dead man. That's the kind of a man I want him to be. Do as I say. Yes. Good night, little one. I will tell them to make it quick. We'll never know what happened. Johnny would never know, but I would. I sat at my desk staring through two blank eyes at the room. Only I was seeing Johnny walking Macau Street, past this alley and the next, always going closer to the one that held his death. I looked out at the window and saw it was beginning to rain. 
Go away. I give the order, Mrs. Rowles. Then go away. What did you call me? Mrs. Rowles. But I'm your little one. You always... There is no little one. You killed her when you plotted to betray my people. What? So Willie shot off his mouth. As you say, Willie shot off his mouth. All right, so I didn't tell you about it. I would have cut you in on it later. Even now you do not understand. You betrayed my people, the men who make up your organization, me. Louis Shun is all that stands between us and communist slavery. Get a soapbox, patriot. Everybody's waving a flag tonight. I wished only to tell you that you are through in Macau. You forgetting I own this place? This and all the other places, the cars, the boats, the guns, everything? But I control the men. So I'll get new men. Now get out. Get out. Get out, I'm sick of the sight of you. Certainly. Only, it is just fair to tell you, Mrs. Rawls, the penalty for betrayal in our organization is death, as you know. I passed the order for yours. Tonight. How could it happen? One moment I was all powerful and my plans were set to make me owner of Macau. And then I was alone, my power gone, and I was just another woman. No, not even that. For there outside the wet window was my death waiting for me. Somehow I found myself driven to meet it. I went down and out into the rain. Well, hello there, cutie. How's about a nice warm drinky, eh? Hey, what's the matter? Too big to drink with a sailor? Snooty dame. Which one? Which doorway will it be? Rain is so clean. The cow glistens like a polished black diamond now. I wish I'd gotten up early more often. I never realized how wonderful it is to see a sunrise. I like walking in the early morning. Perhaps if I hurry, I can catch Johnny. Under the direction of Norman MacDonald, Escape has brought you Macau by Herb Purdom, starring Michael Ann Barrett and Stacey Harris with Raymond Burr. Featured in the cast were Lou Krugman, Charles Lung, Paul Dubov, and Frank Gerstel. The special music for Escape is composed by Leith Stevens and conducted tonight by Wilbur Hatch. Next week, Escape with us to the outer limits of space and the terrifying experiences of five men who penetrated it. As Ray Bradbury, famous science fiction writer, tells it in his gripping story, The Earthmen. (laughs) 
Immediately after station identification over most of these same CBS stations, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, played by Edmund O'Brien, investigates the Neil Breer matter for an insurance company. Finding his victim buried a week, Johnny Dollar goes to work uncovering one shocking fact after another. As his expense account mounts, so does the action and excitement. Stay tuned for Edmund O'Brien as yours truly, Johnny Dollar, next on most of these same CBS stations. Roy Rowan speaking. This is CBS where you hear the FBI in peace and war every Thursday night on the Columbia Broadcasting System. That is Escape, July 11th, 1951, The Island, starring Harry Bartell, along with William Conrad and Edgar Barrier, on a show that was sustained by the network, is heard on CBS. Hope you enjoyed that. And Sarah Knight Adamson is Hollywood 360's national movie critic, and each week she reviews a new film release. Sarah, take it away. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight... I'm going to talk about a movie that's playing now in theaters. Air is the story of Michael Jordan's Nike contract and how the Air Jordan shoe was designed. The script is written by Alex Convery and directed by Ben Affleck. Matt Damon co-stars and Affleck plays Phil Knight, the head of Nike. What's a Converse? NBA all-star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Viola Davis gives a riveting performance as Dolores Jordan, Michael's mother. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Your motor The bottom line, air recreates history in a dramatic factual, and nail-biting way. The performances by all the cast are exceptional. Be sure to pay close attention to Matt Damon's plea to the Jordan family near the end of the film as he gives an Oscar-worthy performance. Thanks for listening in tonight. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film critic for Hollywood 360. Check out my film and TV website, Sarah's Backstage Pass, well, you'll find articles I've written for RogerEbert.com's website. Be sure to check out Amazon Studios Air, playing in theaters now. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Groucho Marx is our quiz master for You Bet Your Life from 1949. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. What letter are we That's on? That's right. We're on the letter O. Can you think of a song oh. that begins with the letter O? O. Susanna. Susanna. Don't you, you cry, cry for, for me. me. All right. That's in our next hour. Stick around. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebastian, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. 
Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.